0: Hello and welcome to the Sixers post-game podcast brought to you by LibertyBallers.com and the Liberty Ballers podcast network. I am Kevin Love, managing editor of LibertyBallers.com, and your Philadelphia 76ers were back in action Monday night, securing their first victory of the NBA Orlando bubble. The Sixers defeated the San Antonio Spurs 132-130 to with Shake Milton drilling a three-pointer in the game's closing seconds. To redeem himself after a rough go of things for Shake against the Indiana Pacers in the Sixers' first bubble game this past Saturday, the Sixers are now one and one in the NBA's Orlando bubble, which brings them to 40 and 27 on the bubble and regular season combined. That's good enough for sixth place. Pretty disappointing considering what we thought this team was capable of coming into things, but just a game back of the fifth-place Indiana Pacers. Which is really what makes that loss to Indiana's thing so much. The Sixers, if they had a win there, they could be jumping Indiana in the standings and even creating a little bit of separation between the two by now, had they been able to secure a victory in that first game. But back to the game at hand, Brett Brown going head-to-head with his former mentor, Greg Popovich. And early on, it looked like the Sixers could be in danger of taking a beating from yet another volume shooter actually two with DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay combining for 32 points in the first half. The performance out of those two was enough to keep the Spurs within two points through the first two periods, with the Sixers up 64-62 to by the time half rolled around. For the Sixers in that first half, the offense didn't exactly look like it was flowing seamlessly, but some key players were able to get going who had struggled against the Pacers including Josh Richardson, who finished with 12 points in the first half, and Shake Milton, who finished with 6 points in the first half. Neither of those numbers really jump out at you, but as I said, both those players struggled against the Indiana Pacers, which has to be concerning considering they are the starting backcourt, and neither of them wanted to take a 3-pointer against the Pacers after the break Sixers came out and built themselves up a healthy lead scoring 35 points to the Spurs 25 in the third quarter however as in the Sixers first bubble game they failed to lock down defensively in the fourth quarter giving up 43 points to the Spurs offense just a quick reminder that the Sixers gave up 46 points to the Pacers in the fourth quarter this past Saturday so fourth quarter defense really looking like an area of concern but that could just be rust. We know this team's capable of more defensively, and I think Jackson Frank made a great point on Twitter during the game. He noted that the Sixers are really relying a lot on their rim protection. They really, you know, we we know they have that drop coverage. They like to funnel guards into the paint and force, you know, some tough mid-range jumpers. But they're really letting guards get downhill on them and take it all the way to the rack and. You know, we've seen Joel Embiid hasn't looked quite like himself defensively, but who can blame him when he's carrying such a load on the offensive end and the Sixers really are just kind of letting guards come at him full steam. So that's really something to look at. Uh, I think, you know, we, we saw Ben Simmons struggle in this game as well on the defensive side. And he got into foul trouble early on. Now, Ben also was covering T.J. Warren for the majority of the Pacers game. And we can't fault Ben entirely for T.J. Warren going off in that game. But there were certainly points where Ben seemed to be playing lackadaisically. Even, you know, T.J. Warren hit a dagger of a three in the the fourth quarter of that game. And at that point, he had scored, I want to say, he might have been over 50 at that point. And there was just you know in that situation a close game in the fourth quarter Ben should have been up in his grill and never even let him get the ball but he sagged off just a few steps and Warren got the ball and even though Ben offered a really solid contest Warren drilled it and the Sixers were not able to overcome that so defensively definitely a lot of areas of concern we saw it manifest in both games and specifically Moving forward, I want to see some more intensity out of Ben and some more focus really. As I said tonight, he got into foul trouble early on and he ended up only playing 25 minutes because of that. Negative tangent aside, I don't want to be too hard on the Sixers. They did secure the victory tonight. Shake Milton's game winner, of course, being the storyline of the night. He finished with 16 points on 6 of 9 from the floor and added 2 assists. This all coming a game after Shake put up a goose egg in the points column and visibly struggled on the court against the Pacers, in addition to getting into a verbal altercation with Joel Embiid in that game. It seems to me there's no love lost between the two. Joel Embiid was very excited for Shake when he hit that 3 pointer. Josh Richardson got going a little bit. He scored 19 points, although on a not at all efficient 5 of 15 from the floor. Jay Ridge really still trying to find himself in this offense. We've seen him struggle to fit in most of the season. Al Horford had himself a solid night. Nothing at all to write home about in the box score outside of his plus 17 for the night. Now I know single game plus minus, a lot of noise in that. But I think it's notable because Al just seemed to fit in a little bit more offensively than he had before the bubble. He also got a lot of floor time with Joel Embiid because Ben got into that foul trouble. Joel Embiid, of course, got his points, finishing with 27 and 9 boards, but most importantly, Embiid finished with 5 assists. Joel is really looking like an improved decision maker and passer out of double teams, and that's a great sign for the Sixers heading into the playoffs. Tobias Harris was the Sixers' second leading scorer after Embiid's 27. He logged 25 points on 10 of 17 from the field. Tobias is really taking some tough shots out there, putting the ball on the floor, being aggressive getting to the rim. I really like what I've seen out of Tobias in these first two games in the bubble. Two key stats for the Sixers as a team in this one was a 14 of 31 from 3-point for 45%. And they also limited their turnovers to 13. Those were two areas the Sixers really struggled in the first matchup against Indiana, and so it's good to see them bounce back a bit. I like to see the Sixers focus on getting that three-point volume up over 30. 31 is an improvement over their 25, obviously, and I'd like to see them getting up, you know, 32, 33, 34 three-pointers. They don't want to go crazy because they just don't have many solid three-point shooters on the floor. But, you know, we saw it in the Indiana game. If you're going to have a lot of turnovers, as Brett Brown's offenses typically do, you got to find other ways to make up those points. And if you're going to have something like a 13-point turnover deficit, it's going to be really, really tough to win that game. So good to see the Sixers up over 33-pointers in this one. Hopefully they keep that trend going. Following the game, head coach Brett Brown was asked about Shake Milton's performance and what this might mean for his confidence moving forward after struggling against the Pacers here's the coach
1: yeah and we needed it like any any time a player cannot make stuff up and they they react to what the sport says and he wasn't guarded they threw him the ball and he didn't think he just shot it and you know shake for all of you when i i know you have you interview him and you listen to him it's quite clear he's an articulate, intelligent young man. And the poise and kind of grace that he goes about his business with, um, I think was reflected You know, in that moment. He just was very calm and uh, took a lot of belief in himself and ended up uh, maybe with one of the biggest shots of his career.
0: Shake's teammates also got in on the praise with Josh Richardson, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid all commenting on Milton's ability to bounce back. First up is Richardson.
2: Yeah, um, you know, he's doing a great job so far. You know, being put in the role that he's in, you know, it's his first year ever really getting minutes. And, uh... You know, to, to bounce back from how he played last game, which was, which was still okay, but, you know, not great. But tonight he came out aggressive and he was getting, getting us through the offense. And that shot, you know, at the end of the game was huge. And, uh, you know, I commend him for it, you know.
0: To it. Next is Tobias Harris's response to pretty much the same question.
2: In terms of shake performance, you know, I, um, I'm happy for him just because it, obviously you, you're, You know, this is like your first go around of of doing it on this stage. And um, he's a a great young player, works really hard. And this is all about confidence and keeping yourself upright and knowing who you are. And tonight he was able to really establish that and and make big shots for us. So
0: that was key. And finally, Joel Embiid when asked how happy he was for his teammate, Shake Milton.
2: Um, I was really happy. Uh, it's good to be in that situation and you know hit the game winner. Uh, extremely happy for him. He's been working really hard, uh, you know, this season, and uh, he's shown enough. And that was a big shot he hit. He hit. Uh, he hit. Uh, so and he gave us the win. So like I said, I'm extremely happy for him. And uh, but uh, we can't settle. We all gotta keep on getting better because the way we've been playing that's not gonna cut it but uh, we just gotta keep going and uh, just keep getting better
0: now I mentioned the Sixers fourth quarter defense has not been looking good Brett Brown was asked about what he thinks about what he's seen out of the team defensively in the fourth quarter
1: well that's one way to comment on it I I think it stinks I, I think it's not anything that that we are or believe in or talk about. Uh, we were very lucky to win tonight. You know, in two closeout periods, uh, and in, against Indiana, it was 46. Tonight, it was 43. Th- that that is not going to get anything of any importance done. And the good news, like I told them, if you went and you you looked at genuinely looked at a roster and like felt like. This team can't shoot. This team can't score. It's hard to like wind up things and fix that part of it. If it were true, it's not true. We, we will find ways to score. We've shown that both nights. And so the bad news are the numbers that I just said, the good news, it is well within our reach immediately to like flip the switch. We, we have to have an immediate paradigm shift and an admittance that you know, we, we, we can't afford to pick and choose. And in the last two games, we have done that. I give credit to both Indiana and certainly the Spurs tonight, like those guys scored and, you know, their three scorers scored, but in general, it it ain't going to get it done. It's not who we are and it needs to be fixed and fixed. It will be, and it needs to start with, with the mentality. And I know our players uh, understand that it's not like, that speech I just gave is a mystery. They're smart enough to know it to be true.
0: Blunt words there from Brett Brown, straight up saying he thinks the fourth quarter D stinks. fret, I'm in complete agreement with you there. But ending on a positive note, shifting our attention to Joel Embiid, who has really played great in these first two games. Coach Brett Brown was asked about Joel's play and his improved passing in the bubble.
1: You know, I thought Joel was great tonight, uh, with the exception of that, that one late where it was a one-handed pass cross-court. It got stolen. I, I thought Joel was great. Not good. I thought he was great tonight. And we really tried to make him a focal point. And, you know, they either had to double-team him or he he pretty much had his way most times. I thought the spacing behind Joel gave him confidence to know where his outlets were. And I thought on the flight of the, uh, the pass out, oh, people like Jay Rich's mentality tonight, forget whatever the stat sheet, I thought Jay Rich's mentality of how he attacked the game was, was obvious right from the get-go. And I think that the spacing and Joel's uh, unselfish play passing out of the post produced an environment that we all sort of uh, hung on to him on. And I think for the most part, he really did deliver
0: Tobias Harris also got in on the praise of Joel.
1: No, I thought um, that was a huge part of our game today. Um,
0: you know,
2: Joel, he's a big presence out there, able to score in many different ways. And, um, you know, he always has a mismatch down there. And today, uh, we got to really see him pick apart the defense by making plays, and we were able to make shots. But uh, he was he was really focused and locked in of getting the ball out to shooters. and. You know, he's a playmaker from that position. That's, that's huge for us, uh, especially the attention that he draws on the offensive end um, in the post.
0: And that's something that he's been working on, continues to work on, and tonight he, he had it on full display. We touched on Joel Embiid's passing out of double teams. Tobias Harris they're referring to Joel as a playmaker out of the center position. Definitely a positive development for this team moving forward. That'll do it for this episode of the Post Game Podcast. I appreciate you hanging with us. We'll have a new episode with you with every Sixers game. The Sixers next play Wednesday, August 5th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. TV, NBC Sports Philadelphia, Radio, 97.5 The Fanatic. And you can also follow along with us on Twitter at Liberty underscore Ballers. If you like the podcast, please rate and subscribe. We'll have a whole slew of podcasts for you on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, giving you the best coverage of the NBA bubble. Until next time, check out LibertyBallers.com. You can find my work as well as the entire Liberty Ballers staff. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of the NBA bubble play, and we'll talk to you soon.